Welcome to the official podcast for Shepherd University Athletics, and we're coming at you with that big horn energy. It's time for Beyond the Horns. Let's go. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Beyond the Horns. This is episode eight. Thanks again for tuning in. I'm Carlos Calderon, joined by my co-host Andy Ferguson. On today's episode, we'll be joined by our special guest, Jared Carr, senior outfielder for the Shepherd football team. He'll talk to us a little bit about what it's like to be a Shepherd student athlete and just let him get to know you or let you guys get to know him a little bit better. Uh, but first things first, we have some housekeeping items and I got to check in on my co-host. Andy, how you doing, sir? Man, I'm here. I'm here. I was on time today, so everything is good. Um, you know, off to a good start, I guess. And I'm here, and we get to film another episode of Beyond the Horns, which is always one of my favorite times of the week. So everything's good, man. I can't complain. Yeah, I had a uh, pretty good weekend as well, except I came in here wearing L's today. My Penn State football team got smacked around by Indiana a little bit. Lost on a heartbreaking play at the end. That that was pretty tough. And then uh, yesterday, Steelers beat the Titans. We missed a field goal to tie the game. It is what it is, man. Just a bad weekend for Carlos yeah. and his teams. I'm starting to get used to it, but, um, you know, never like getting used to losing. I mean, I think I kind of touched on this last week, but it still amazes me because I feel like there were a lot of close games this weekend in college and then you know college football and NFL but you feel like like when Penn State lost right you like felt that in your heart oh you? deep so like so I always deep. get on onto like the psychological like why do we care so much right like remember when she, when Shepard lost a slippery rock yeah I was just in like a bad mood yeah I like think- why do we care so much I know for me personally, I like to talk a lot of smack. Mm. So, so it's pride for you. Yeah, a lot of it is my pride. <laughs> Way too much of it is my pride. <laughs> I think I think it depends. So, like, I think there's a difference between like the Shepherd thing and like the Titans, right? Mm. Because for Shepherd, we like we're in here every day. We're putting work in. We're trying to play a part in. You know, yeah, we're not out there on the field or on the court doing it but we hope in our roles anyways to be like support for these players student athletes coaches programs etc right so we feel like we do have a part of that but it's always interesting to me when like titans lose or like when the chiefs lose and i'm like man i feel it i have nothing to do with those people (laughs) none of them know who i am nor do they care anything about me so i don't know i think that was i'm sure there's Writing out there somewhere that I could read, but this weekend, especially with some of the close games that I saw, it dawned on me a little bit more of like, man, that fan base has to be torn up. Man, that guy has to be sad that his team lost. And yeah, I guess that's why sports drives us, right? Because yeah. we all make that emotional connection. Yeah, some of it's definitely like self inflicted, like the pride thing I was telling you about. Like me talking all that smack, like. I don't have to, but, you know, I went to Penn State, and I worked for the Penn State football team for just a little bit, so, um, you know, that kind of goes hand-in-hand with that, and then 
for the Titans, I mean, that's kind of a different story. I've just been a fan, like, my whole life. So anytime we're starting to do good, it's like, finally, I can just let it out and kind of brag about my team because we've been horrible for a long time. <laughs> I know you don't know anything about this because you like to talk, but correct me if I'm wrong. I feel like I don't really say much no, about my teams. Like, I'm, I'm pretty quiet. No, you don't. Humble pie. The other th- well, here's the other thing. Like, <laughs> even if you don't talk, your pride still gets hurt because you know other people are going to chirp at you. Yep. So, like, I don't say a word about anything. My team loses three or four people. Man, how about that loss? I'm like, I didn't say anything to you. Why is this, uh, this unprovoked pain that you're putting on <laughs> me again? So, yep. I don't know. Interesting. I know that's a crazy segue, um, but I think it's interesting for you know most people who listen to this podcast, I'm sure, are diehard sports fans. Of Shepard and other things, Mm -hmm. other teams. So, I don't know. Maybe not to get too deep into your wisdom from your quote of the week. I don't know what it's going to be, but, you know, maybe don't look too deep inside your soul when your team misses a field goal (laughs) to not send it to overtime. Oh, gosh. I knew knew you were crying when that happened. Oh, yeah, I was hurt. At the same time, like, I never like putting the game in the kicker's hands. Um, And I just had a feeling... As he was lining up, especially with the history he's had this year, I was like, there's no way he's going to make this, and I'm just going to slowly just walk back downstairs, close my room, turn the lights off, and go to bed. <laughs> it's almost better if your team is, like, terrible. If you're a Jets fan, you're just used to it. Like, yeah, We're going to lose know, today, so, yeah. you know, let's just see what happens. You don't get your hopes up. That, But what you just said is, like, the classic chip ransom, right? Because <laughs> we were talking earlier today about Indiana scoring. The first thing he says is, well, don't let him get in that position to score. It's like, oh, wow, thanks. Mm-hmm. Uh, I told I him, uh, or, well, I told my friend over the weekend who's also a Penn State fan, I was telling Seth that, um, you know, the fact that we let them get to that point in the game, we didn't deserve to win anyway. Yep. So, if I'm you not, can trick your mind, it's all about tricking your own mind. Yeah. So really, <laughs> sports is mind control. Okay, there you go. Mm-hmm. I think we I think we've solved the world's problems. <laughs> but uh anyways, Andy, shifting gears from sports a little bit. Um more shepherd related news. We still have Thankful Beer Ram going on. Um starting to get a little bit closer to our donor goal. Um right now we're a little over twelve hundred dollars. Mm-hmm. And oh, twelve thousand. Twelve thousand. Yeah. yeah, twelve thousand dollars and then um, I think we were at 344. I think we're, yeah, I looked right before we started recording. I think we we're in like the mid 350s, okay. 355 or something like that. Gotcha. But yeah, excellent start. I mean, that's a weekend. Yeah. And I think last year total, we had just under 400 donors, if I remember right, mm-hmm. and like 15,000. Right. So you're telling me in one week, we did just over 12,000. And we have 355 donors. I mean, that's huge. Now, you know, usually with these things, you start off real hot. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and you know, over time, just because people have already given, it starts to die down a little bit. Yeah. But uh, I'm very encouraged by what we saw this last week. So, you know, kudos to you, Ram Nation, for, for coming, you know, coming through and helping our programs out. I believe women's basketball is in the lead, followed by softball and lacrosse. So... Got a little bit of a competition going at the top, which is great. But yeah, twelve, a little over twelve grand raised for our programs. I mean, that's huge. That's going to go a long ways. Equipment, 
miscellaneous costs here or there, you know, just to help us. Yeah, just to help our programs, you know, shoulder the the burden a little bit. So um, a good opportunity, I think, to say thank you. But also, if you haven't given yet, and uh, and that's something you want to do, you have three weeks to see if you can push your team to the top. But uh, yeah, excellent start. I'm curious to see which dark horse is going to come in and possibly take the number one spot if we have one. If I had to put money on it, it'd probably be football. You think football's going to come football? through? Yeah. They they're certainly the, have the, the horses to do that. Oh, for sure. For sure. It's, it's, people forget there's like a little competition element with this, mm-hmm. which is always kind of fun because right. you can kind of hear the coaches like checking it out and trying to like, oh, how'd you do that? Or how'd right. you do that? So, um, yeah, I'm very happy with it so far. Yeah. All right, Andy. Well, that kind of deals with our little bit of housekeeping we have from that standpoint. But next, I want to get on to some points of clarity. I'm going with the classic this week. Are you? I have to. So first of all, I'm such an opinionated person anyways. I feel like I have a lot of hot takes or like unpopular opinions or things that I could clarify for Ram Nation. But, um, you know, I don't want to just be that guy. So like your Thursday morning's going great. You get the points of clarity and then you got this guy just like spewing negativity through your stereo. So I'm going to take a little bit easy, but I'm going to use a classic, man. This is what I want to clarify. People are entitled to their own opinions, right? Mm-hmm. I'm behind that 100%. But there's one place where you are not entitled to your opinion. And that is when it comes to pineapple on pizza. Mm. You, mm. Those two things do not go together. I'm sorry. They don't. Why would you ruin a good pizza with pineapple? They uh, just don't. I don't know, Andy. I, I cannot agree with you on that one. Pepperoni and pineapple do not belong <laughs> on the same... Um, just pineapple, period. Just take that and just throw it. Make yourself a nice fruit salad. Do you like pineapple in general? Make yourself a nice fruit salad, yeah. I could eat that, but I'm not going to put it on my za. <laughs> on your pie. So I'm saying, this is all I'm saying. You're allowed to have an opinion on everything, Carlos. I'm behind you 100%, okay. but you're not allowed to have an opinion on this. Let me tell you what I get whenever I go out. And you can ask anyone who's friends with me. Um, normally, Carly and I will go to BJ's. We'll get like a deep dish pizza. We'll get pineapple, bacon, and jalapenos. So you get a little bit of sweet and spicy in there, and it's perfection, man. I'm telling you, you're going to have to try it, even though I know you won't. You just have to take my word for it. It's amazing. I don't like taking out money and just lighting it on fire. And that's <laughs> essentially what you're doing if you buy like a large pizza with pineapple. Oh, man. <laughs> I don't think there's any hope for you, Carlos. Oh, man, you're being harsh right now, but... No. I know. I'm in truth. I'm trying to save you from yourself. Oh man, this is a debate that's going to go on for the rest of the time. Yeah, I'm fully aware of that this is like <laughs> the pineapple on pizza debate is one that is probably central to this country's uh, existence right now, mm-hmm. and uh, you you got people staunch supporters on both sides of the uh, <laughs> the table on that one. As we are here in the Butcher Center of Shepherdstown, West Virginia, we are on separate sides of the table on the pineapple issue, but. Sorry, man. I just have to clarify for Ram Nation that pineapple doesn't belong. If you can think it does, but it doesn't. So now for my point of clarity. I'm going to bring everyone in on something that's going to unify us all. This is, we need it. This is definitely something we all agree on. If you are not a police officer, there is no reason that you should be buying a Ford Crown Vic. And not only that, there's a lot of people who buy those cars, and they'll leave the light on. Like the spotlight? The spotlight. Yeah, they'll leave the spotlight on. So I'll just be driving casually through town, and I'll see a Ford Crown Vic, 
and my heart will immediately start pumping because I think there's for some reason even if I'm going the speed limit I still think I'm doing something wrong and uh, you just shouldn't be buying those cars if you're not a cop yeah it's it's kind of a um, unfair move maybe although I'm sure some people get enjoyment out of it yeah, but, they're living uh, out their, you know, their dreams, trying to be a cop or something like that. Who knows? But. It's it's like, and I always say this. It's it's reminds me of when people, like just like security guards, like mall cops, are driving around on like the roads. I mean, if you don't know, if you can't see the sides, you don't know who that is. But really, they can't do anything to you. Or and this might just be me. If I'm riding around blasting music, and you got the sirens going off in the tracks, it gets me every time. <laughs> it gets me every time. I I'm not I'm not. Uh, too proud to admit that I'll be like looking around like oh man what did I do but no I think that's I think that is something that definitely I would agree with and needs to be clarified is uh, if you're one of those people who buys the you know a crown big jet black tint white you actually make it look good <laughs> leave the spotlight on and you just cruise around scaring people no shame excuse. on you no excuse shame whatsoever. on you if you have any of those, you and I cannot be friends. Have you seen the ones where, like, you can tell the department or the county or the state or whoever before they put up an auction? They were just lazy about it because it still has, like, they basically take away the word police. Yeah, and but it still has the white doors <laughs> and the front of it's black. And they still buy it. People still buy it. And, those. like, they still leave the stickers on the side. You know how they have, like, the lines under police. So, basically, it says everything but police on it. And you're like, I don't know exactly. what this is or not. Yeah. Yeah, shame on you. Sketchy. Sketchy for sure. But that wraps up our points of clarity, Andy. Glad we could finally agree on something. Um, But, you know, time for the quote of the week, man. About time. I need a good quote. Um, So this one's from Bill Gates. Okay. Pretty successful. Don't know if you've heard of him or not. Billion Gates. Got it? Billy. It's fine to celebrate, celebrate success, but it's more important to heed the lessons of failure. And I think about this one a lot because, you know, me being a GA and coming up in my career and stuff like that, obviously I've made so many mistakes, countless. And it's always taught me like, all right, well, that's something I'm definitely not going to do the next time I have this same project. Or, you know, even you and I, when we do something, we look back at the year before and it's like, how can we make this better? Yeah. You know, what are some things that went wrong at the last one? What can we do this time? To avoid those problems. So, there's a lot of truth to that. I don't even think it has to be a mistake, necessarily. I mean, you're definitely right, and I would agree. But if you're talking about... You know, I kind of take that as... You go and just learn off of stuff that you've done. And always get better. And it's fun to be like, man, that was a really great event that we put on. Thankful to be Ram last year. 15,000 race for our programs. It's a lot to celebrate. We're allowed to celebrate, man. This is great. Mm-hmm. But really, if we want to get better overall... Let's learn, okay, what do we do, not necessarily wrong, but what can we do differently to highlight our strengths better, to be more efficient, to then grow 15 into 20, and then what that does is that just provides additional help for our student-athletes, for our programs, coaches, gives them a better experience, allows us to be more successful, and then all, you know, do that enough times, you're moving forward. So that's, I mean, Bill might be in left field from what I'm thinking, but I just see that as, it's great to celebrate, but when you make a mistake, or if you just... Once you go through something a couple times, you can always get better at it. Practice makes perfect. So um, learn from what you're doing. Mm -hmm. Make sure you're focused on what you're doing, even if it's not the outcome you want. I like that. This uh, this might be one of my favorite ones because I think it's so true, and I think people don't think about it. Yeah, and it's relatable in all walks of life. For sure, in anything you do. 
yeah. But anyways, everyone, that does it for the quote of the week. That does it for our housekeeping items. Um, whenever we get back, we'll have Jared Carr on him and um, have him talk about his experiences here at Shepherd and let you get to know him a little bit better. So we'll see you in a minute. Ram Nation, gear up with the latest styles at ShepherdRamsTeamShop.com, the official online team store for Shepherd Athletics. Help support your Rams by purchasing gear for every member in your crew at ShepherdRamsTeamShop.com. Again, that's ShepherdRamsTeamShop.com. The 2020 Thankful to be a Ram fundraising campaign is currently underway. We're almost halfway through this month-long campaign, and so far, Ram Nation has come through strong with support. If you would like to make a gift to support the program, coach, or student-athlete of your choice, please go to www.suathleticclub.org and click on the Thankful to be a Ram button located at the top of the page. Make a difference today and go to www.suathleticclub.org to support your Rams. Welcome back to episode 8 of Beyond the Horns. It is time for our special guest, um, our special interview segment that you all are waiting for. Today we have Jared Carr here from our Shepherd Baseball program. He's going to talk to us a little bit about himself, where he's from, give us all the inside secrets on baseball. But Jared, how are you doing today, man? I'm pretty good. How are you guys? I can't complain. I can't complain Just, either, Just living the dream? Don't do that, dude. Don't do that to me. See, I, I tell people all the time, and he does it on purpose, but... When people say they're living the dream, I'm like, so it's kind of like a standard thing everyone says. So I feel like it's just like, man, I'm having a, like a horrible day. Yeah. Like, I'm just here because I need to be. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So Living the dream is a cop out. Yeah. I mean, what do you think? Do you feel like that? If someone I mean, says I'm living the dream, Jared, what do you think? Are you just like cool or what? Uh, I mean, if your regular life is your dream, everyone has bigger dreams than what they're actually <laughs> doing. So... I felt like you side with Carlos on this argument then. If this is your dream, I'm sorry. <laughs> but, well, I appreciate you coming in, taking some time out of your busy schedule, class schedule, practice, all that, to, to chat with us a little bit and just, you know, let Ram Nation get to know a little bit more about you, about the baseball program, and, you know, kind of your past, what you're into here, and then kind of what, what the future holds for you. So, appreciate you taking some time. I appreciate you guys having me. Yeah, man. So, obviously, we want to, you know, get your background a little bit. So, you know... Tell us where you're from. I'm from Hedgesville, West Virginia, about 30 minutes from Shepherd University. I grew up there. Uh, that's the only place I've ever lived in my entire life. So this area is very, very uh, familiar to me. I know every back road, everything. So I've pretty much I've been coming to Shepherd basketball games, football games since I was younger, and everything. So oh, okay. So I'm not using my maps anymore. If I need to know how to get somewhere, I'm calling you. Hey, yeah. I need to get from point A to point B. What's the quickest way to do this? I got you. You golf? Yeah, I golf. You go to the woods? Yeah, that's back where I, nor, near where I live. Nice. Yeah. See, I told you, that place is amazing. Okay. Yeah, I love it's that way place. nicer than Locust. Oh, yeah, it's nice. So, okay, we're starting to dig in a little bit here. Yeah. All okay. right, so what do you, this is how we like to phrase it every time. Like, if me and Andy had to come with you for a weekend or something like that, like, what would you take us to do? Like, what do you like to do for fun? Well, currently, since it's football season, I'm a huge West Virginia football fan. Normally a Shepherd Rams football fan, but since we don't have that this year, West Virginia football games on Saturdays, and I normally go golfing on Sundays. So Nice. So do you ever go over to Morgantown to games? I mean, obviously, when we have football here, 
It might yeah, be difficult, but so yeah. you, you drive over there and I you go. Got I probably go like once or twice a year. Okay. Normally, so I went uh, when Kyler Murray was there. I went to the Oklahoma West Virginia game, which was pretty cool. That's nice. awesome. Yeah, yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Is it? I always think it's weird to see like people like stars that you saw in a college game and live, and now they're in the NFL doing their thing. Yeah. You know, kind of like I remember that guy when he played. Yeah, like when I was a kid, I, I saw Ben Roethlisberger. I grew up in Colorado. And uh, Miami, Ohio played Colorado State in football, and he just like destroyed them. Like, single handedly yeah. torched them. I'm like, this guy's pretty good. And then now, what, 15 years later, how long he's been Lee? Like 15 years, something yeah. like that? You're like, oh, I remember seeing that guy when I was a kid. That's pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, West Virginia football on Saturdays, golfing on Sundays, is that like, this is what I'm doing? That's pretty much every weekend. Uh, <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> me and a few guys on the team always go golfing on Sundays. That's awesome. That is pretty cool, man. That's cool. So, growing up, just down the road a ways, um, got to high school. Was was baseball kind of the only sport you played growing up, or did, did you did you play football yourself? Was there other sports that you kind of played? I so I dabbled when I was younger in baseball, football, and basketball. I have always played baseball and basketball since I was baseball since I was four, basketball since I was like six. I played football when I was like ten because a bunch of my friends did it. So. I wanted to try it out, but it wasn't really for me. I played it up until my freshman year of high school and then quit. And I continued to play basketball and baseball, though. All right, so you, you, you're playing baseball at Shepard, but, you know, on the weekends, not in football season, you'd be on the court shooting some hoops. Yeah, I play. I actually play pickup with uh, some guys on the team uh, every once in a while. So Has uh, Coach Namalik ever been like, hey, man, no. you want to come walk on here? Body. No, <laughs> but I do, I do play with Jason. Jason tries to coach me up a little bit. Nice. Hey, I could see him trying to do that oh, too. For sure. What would uh, what would uh, Coach McCarty do if you were like, "Hey, I'm gonna go play, I'm gonna go play basketball"? I don't know. I think you'd be pretty disappointed. <laughs> that, that is not the word I would have chosen, but I suppose it works. Okay, so and what what position do you play in football? Uh, I played DB. Okay. So. Okay. Yeah, that's that's like the scariest position I could think of. No, I wasn't very good at it oh, at yeah. all. That's it's why hard. I was, that's it's why so I hard. Playing. Yeah. Yeah. Because you can. Like I feel like if you are like like a lineman, maybe even mm, I was gonna say a linebacker, but maybe not. Like your mistakes could be hidden. But yeah. If you're a corner man and someone just roasts you on the side, you're getting exposed. Everyone sees that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Everyone's like, "Oh, that guy, number twenty-three. That guy's terrible." Yeah. And uh, anyways, okay, cool. Well, I, I'm always curious to ask when we have athletes on, just because mm. you know you're a baseball player, you're a very successful Shepherd baseball player. It's easy for us as fans to be like, "Oh." Like, Jerry's a baseball guy, mm-hmm. but I'm always curious to find out what other. Did you ever think about going a different route? Because sometimes I mean, there's people who are like they're really good at one thing, but secretly they're better at like another sport. That happens all the time, and you wouldn't think that. Yeah. 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 Basketball. I love playing basketball, and I used to play pickup all the time and play with my friends. But I just get so tired now. <laughs> yeah. Too much it's, running. Man. It's so much running. Yeah. Too much running. It's nothing but like full court sprints the yeah. whole time. Yeah. So. So you said, like, you know, you've been coming to Shepherd Games for a while, so obviously you knew about Shepherd like, mm-hmm. as you were growing up. What kind of went into your decision of, you know, choosing Shepherd once, you know, I assume you got an offer, and mm-hmm. then what kind of went into that decision? Well, I came to, I had, a, the, the two schools I was really deciding between was here and Millersville, and what kind of changed it for me, not only is it, like, close, and in state for me, I came to a game, a Shepherd baseball game, and I went to a Millersville baseball game. And it's just like, I've told people this, I've talked to recruits that are thinking about coming here, like, 
there really is no better place in Division Two to play a baseball game. I mean, it's a small field, like, very packed in tight, but it feels like there's a lot more people there than it normally is. It gets really loud. We have a lot of good fans. Like, it's really fun. Yeah, no doubt. I That's the first thing that I took. The very first – well, I guess it's not true. This, the second Shepherd contest I ever went to, when I got it, it was a baseball game. See, I haven't been to one yet. You're missing out, man. This year, man. The the stands do really fill up. Mm-hmm. You know, I can just sit up in the press box and just hang out. But like, I see, I can I can see how it could get pretty loud, and you guys could yeah. feel like the fan support. Mm-hmm. So Millersville didn't have anything like that. I mean, it wasn't that bad, but it definitely wasn't as good as ours. Did they have an awesome hump in center field too? No, <laughs> that's my favorite thing. I think I, if you had to sum up everything about Shepherd baseball and ask me what my favorite thing is, it's that because to watch like visiting center fielders who don't yeah. play here very often when they hit it. Uh, 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 it's like a home field advantage, right? I mean, would you yeah, agree? Or you I would think- agree, yeah. It probably happens. It's not that often, as often as you'd think, but like twice a year it helps us out. Yep, I'll take Isn't that. Isn't there a uh, major league team that has a field like that? Houston. Houston? Houston? There was Houston. They used to have it, but they took it out. Oh, okay. That's what I thought. It's always so weird to me. Yeah. Oh. Well, so, I, I, so I was going to ask you that, too. Of So, obviously, Shepard is the path that you chose, but I was curious. I'm glad you brought it up. I was going to ask, you know, who else was kind of in the mix and, and then I was going to also follow it up with, do you have any good stories from, like, when you took your visit here or, or anything like that from either the coaches, or was uh, it pretty straightforward? No, it was pretty straightforward. I mean, since I was, like, mostly, like, a Division two recruited athlete, there's not really any overnight stays or anything like that. So um, every visit I had was pretty much just one day. I do have a funny story. I visited Alderson Broadus, and they allowed me to uh, inter-squad with them in the fall. <laughs> And uh, I went three for three in the inner squad as a high schooler off of all of their pitchers. And the last pitcher I faced, all the kids in the dugout were like, all the college kids in the dugout were like, this kid's our best pitcher. Like, he's he's going to – like, there's no way you get a hit off of him, and I got a single off of him. So I thought that was <laughs> wow. funny. So when you were driving away from AD, you were like, I'm, uh, I'm obviously a little bit higher than that. <laughs> right, those guys. Yep, exactly. I would have loved to see their faces. Oh, High school or just went. You said three for three is what mm, you did that day. Yeah, Killing them. That is a good story. Keep that one in your back pocket. I will. So, uh, w- what's your major here at Shepherd? Health promotion and exercise science. Okay. Health promotion. Yeah. What does that mean? Uh, so like, there's two paths to my major. I basically I took the other one, exercise science. There's like health promotion is just literally promoting health, like. Um, I don't know, being like in magazines and stuff like that for promoting health and gotcha. promoting wellness to other people and things like that. So it means exactly what it says. It's, yeah, it's exactly what it says. Well, that's that, that's why I would ask a question like that because I'm just curious. I've never heard that health promotion. I've never heard that phrase before. Yeah, I've heard of uh, the other one that you exercise yeah, science. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what about exercise science was kind of um, interesting to you? I guess mm. what made you choose it. Well, if we're being honest, I, I'm not very good at that many things on that side of campus, like business, math, things like that. So exercise science, I'm more interested in the body and like it's something I know very well just based on because I'm an athlete. So I try to take good care of my body. I try to get to know my body so that that part of it, it helps me become a better athlete and I learn about my major in school. So... Yeah, I feel like sometimes it can be tough to... I remember when I was going through, trying to figure out 
what do I want to do and where do my strengths lie? Yeah. But that seems like pretty solid reasoning because mm-hmm. if you already have to do that for yourself for to, to be the best that you can be in your sport, in your field, might as well go to school for it, right? Yeah, exactly. And then you can... You know, you probably would be would be passing on your tips that you do for yourself, anyways, to people. Yeah. Now you can just throw a degree behind it and actually, yeah, yeah, that's that's pretty cool. Yeah, I was kind of the same way too. Like, I was never really good at like business or like math or anything like yeah. that. So, I was just like, I kind of want to get into like sport management. Like, obviously, I had a passion for sports. Played sports in high school, and you know, obviously, I you know exercise things like that. So. It was pretty easy, pretty easy decision for me. I've kind of always known what I wanted to do. Yeah, yeah. Well, you're you're lucky. Yeah. So, what kind of? I'm just curious. Still on the exercise science thing, what 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 kind of jobs does one get from that? So I would say it's really important for an exercise science major to get a master's degree if that's what you want to continue to do. Um, but with a bachelor's, you kind of become like a trainer. Gotcha. Things like like a gym trainer, athletic trainer. Uh, there's certain certifications you'd have to get, like athletic training. The what the route I would personally like to go is to get a teaching certification and just be a phys ed teacher or like a health teacher. Gotcha. So kind of passing that along to other people. Yeah. So that that actually makes sense. So some of like ATs out there, trainers. Mm-hmm. Some of them have like exercise science as their is yeah. a bachelor degree and then they go to AT school and yeah. masters but you want to be a teacher yeah better man than I am I don't think I have the patience to teach man. well I would have to be high school at least at I least I don't think I'd be able to do middle school at level Whew. yeah that's that's a handful because I feel like in high school you can actually start to speak to them as if they're adults yeah like not all sure. the way but at least you can kind of treat them as adults yeah I do have some friends that are uh, now student teaching or teachers because I've been in school for four years and they say I know one specifically that teaches high school right now and she said that it's not fun because she has <laughs> freshmen and sophomores so you're right. like the older the better yeah. you might as well just go get your doctorate man and just go straight to the collegiate level yeah <laughs> have you thought about like possibly getting your masters is that like something that crossed your mind I'm not sure it really just depends on what happens with my baseball career gotcha but as of right now the plans I would like to in teaching because you get paid more as if you have your master's as a teacher so right hey man don't be don't be putting a stop to Jerry's baseball career on Beyond <laughs> the Horns right now okay he's still got some hey, stuff you could still do it online if he's you got some stuff yeah, yeah that's true still online master's man. degree possible. on those long long bus rides in the minor hey I'm that's gonna, gonna get my master's that's <laughs> what I'm saying so you know what's some of your favorite things about like being a student athlete here at Shepherd? like what do you love about it uh, I love the friends that I've made. It's kind of like every team like knows each other and has friends with each other, like friends on the teams and everything. Like I've become really good friends with uh, basketball players, some football players, some uh, women's lacrosse players, things like that. So it's like you make a bunch of friends throughout the athletic program, and it's pretty cool. Yeah, I've noticed that. Um, we had like uh, we had Catherine Campbell on here from the lacrosse team, and she spoke kind of to that same thing mm. about the camaraderie between all of the programs here and all the student athletes. Like it's very tight knit, which I think is pretty cool. Certainly, I would imagine a positive going to a smaller school, like maybe if you were at a Penn State or something like that. Like you'd obviously still have a core circle of friends, right? But yeah. There's something different about going to a small school where you kind of know everybody and yeah. kind of knows what you're doing and stuff. I would imagine. Yeah, I mean, I, I honestly like it. I mean, I've 
I go visit, or I used to anyways, go visit some of my friends at different schools like Maryland or West Virginia, and it's just like, it's so much. Like, yeah. I, I, I would prefer here, honestly. Like, I would prefer a smaller school yeah, over it. Certainly a different experience for sure. Definitely. Like, I went to, uh, like, I went to Penn State, and, but before that, I, I was here for a year. And whenever I was here, like, I was also friends with, like, a lot of people on the sports teams and just a lot of people in general. And it felt like on my walks to class, like, you see a bunch of people that you know, yeah. all, all your friends and everything. But up at Penn State, you're kind of just friends, like, with your roommates. And other than that, you're just walking by strangers. Every yeah, day. exactly. Yeah, your senior year, you're seeing people that you never even... Exactly. You're in your same class who you've never even seen before in your four years. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Um, I can I can definitely see that. So switching gears a little bit, um, back to like team specifics. Um, you know, going back to last year, you know, what what was kind of your personal feeling? Obviously, baseball was one of the spring sports that kind of, you know, got the raw end of the deal with with COVID coming through, and you guys kind of what you play a 17, 18 games, so something like 18, that. I think, yeah, and then all of a sudden, just one day, the it was plug was pulled. And, yeah, man, the vid. And it was it. So, like, talk to us a little bit about kind of maybe your own personal recollection of that time. You know, you're, you're getting into your season. You're excited. You guys worked so hard for this. And then all of a sudden, boom, it's gone. You know, how did that affect you? Uh, how did that affect your teammates? You know, think back a little bit. Yeah, I mean, it was pretty disappointing, especially because, I mean, you have some seniors that are moving on with their lives, and they can't they can't come back. I mean, some of them could this year. They're back for their fifth year, but, like, there's a, there's a few of them that couldn't, and that sucks. I mean, I I really felt for those guys because who – no one – I mean, it's really true. Like, you never know when you're going to play your last game, and, like, everyone saw that last year, everyone. And, I mean, as a whole, everyone was just disappointed, but – I don't I, I don't think anyone realized the severity of it at that point like it was just kind of it just kind of happened and everyone was just mad but now we're getting to a point where it's like we might not even have this year like we still don't even know yet I mean obviously our president's pushing for it and everything but there are some PSAC schools that are already dropping so I mean you never know what's going to happen it's but it's it's kind of crazy is that is there anything specifically? I mean, I know you, you mentioned the you never know when you're playing your last game, mm-hmm. but is there anything specific? I can't speak specifically <laughs> that you learned that you could take as a lesson from that happening. Like, let's say this year you guys are going to play, it's going to happen. You know, is there anything you can bring from that experience to help you this year or in your career after Shepherd? Just, I mean, just uh, live everything like it's your last. Like, I don't know, it's. It was just insane to see that some of those guys couldn't play anymore. And I mean, they for the game that they've played for their whole lives. And I would just say, no matter what you're doing, just live it up like it's your last. Do you buy into the whole uh, PSAC champs that you guys were? Because you were the only undefeated. I mean, what are your what's your take on that? I never, I never said anything like that. Uh, I know. That. <laughs> I, I didn't. I I have some friends that are in the PSAC, so I couldn't. <laughs> I couldn't do it like so that. So deep down, you're a politician. You want to play all sides. <laughs> like I don't want to. I don't want to come across as that guy. Yeah. That was. I was. I heard that from a few different places. Because what you guys were you three and zero? I think yeah, we were three. And, we we beat Lockhaven, Cal PA. There's someone else. I can't remember who it was. I don't know who the last team was. Shepard was the only. Oh, Mercyhurst. 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 Shepard was the only undefeated. 
I believe, only undefeated baseball team at that point in conference. Yeah. Gotcha. So, I mean, to me, it makes sense. But yeah. I understand. You got buddies at other schools. You can't. Yeah. Be, you what, can't you I got to win for real. Yeah. What other schools do you have friends at? Uh, so I play summer ball in Wilson, North Carolina, and I've had some kids on my team from East Stroudsburg. Um, that's the main one. That's where, like, I, I have, like, two best friends that go to East Stroudsburg, so, gotcha. or I would call them best friends. Uh, yeah. But I know some guys at Shippensburg, um, Lock Haven. I don't know if I know any from the west side, but those three schools. Gotcha. Is there a specific team in the PSAC that you kind of – love to face because you want to beat them. East Stroudsburg. East Stroudsburg, in your heart, you're like, those guys need to go down. That that was another, I was really disappointed we didn't get to face them last year, but my my best friend on that team, he had Tommy John surgery last year, so I wouldn't have even faced him anyways, but now coming this year, so is it a personal thing with you? I mean, you guys are buddies. Is no, it kind of like just, a personal it's not personal. Or? It's just it's just funny. Like he's just a funny kid. So and he's a pitcher. So you're you're looking. You got that date circled. That's yeah. cool. That's cool. I always like to ask that because some people don't care. Like, yeah. I feel like Catherine doesn't. Like she didn't care. She was like, I just want everyone to win. You know, like that was oh, kind of yeah. her. That was kind of her. That's thing. who she is, though. But uh, <laughs> so East Stroud, huh? Yeah. Interesting. That is very interesting. Cause that's I, I wouldn't have I would have thought maybe like Millersville or something mm-hmm. because of your past, but okay, teach yeah. girl. So obviously, since the season got cut short, like you missed out on you know all the practices and being able to get better. What is something that you did with your extra time and over the summer to try and stay in shape and you know get those reps in? So I uh, I know good a good amount of baseball players in this area, so. I basically um, had as many guys as I could. We got together and went to my old high school, Hedgesville, and um, there was like seven or eight of us, all college baseball players, and we would meet up once or twice a week and hit live off of pitchers that were, uh, one was in the MLB, and then there was one at JMU, one from Virginia Tech, a few other guys, one from WVU. So we had like five or six pitchers and like five or six hitters, and we would just meet once or twice a week and hit off of each other at the field. That's pretty cool. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, it's like networking within your sport, mm-hmm. which I'm sure you do plenty of because you said you play summer ball, right? Yeah. Talk to us a little bit and about then, that. So summer ball is my favorite thing to do. Okay. Uh, so I go down in the Wilson, North Carolina, and stay with a host family, and it's like three months long. This year it was cut short because of COVID, but uh, it's like minor league baseball with fans and everything like our stadium seats like 4,000 and we probably get like 2,500 a game and it's really fun like the the fans actually treat you like you're like a professional baseball player and it's pretty cool to see like everything like that what league is that it's called the coastal plains league coastal plains my first job out of uh, Missouri right when I graduated was with the Northwoods League. You heard of them? Oh, yeah. Same exact thing. Yeah. I worked in for the team in Iowa summer collegiate wood yeah. bat league and Basically, and you tell me, okay, so this is the experience that I had. Um, those guys that played, they basically were getting, like, the minor league treatment. Yeah. A couple years early, not only with on-field, mm-hmm. but, like, the long bus rides. Yeah. You know, you would bat. Well, like, they, you guys were getting all that stuff, right? They, they are a little worse than us because Northwoods is a little bit more spread out. I don't even know if I would say a little. It's a lot. I mean, the, most, the drive for us, the furthest drive for us would be, like, three hours. Oh, man, no. So I worked for the team in Iowa, and back then, this is like 2013, there was a team in Thunder Bay, Ontario, Canada. Mm -hmm. So they had to drive from 
Iowa to Canada and then back. Ooh. Anyways. Okay, so Summer League is your... You enjoy oh, doing I love that? It. Yeah. Do you find that... I've always been curious, like... Do you find that playing in that league has made a significant impact in your skill? Or is it just something that you kind of do for the experience? And, you know, maybe you do get a little better because the more you play, the better you get. But, like, I've always wondered, from a player's perspective, like, is that really a summer, three months, tons of baseball? Like, you actually are like, man, if I didn't do this, I would be behind where I am now. Does that make sense? Yeah, I would absolutely think I'd be behind. I Last summer, I played... And I got like I feel like I got significantly better from last summer, and then this summer was a good summer. I got a lot better from so uh, it's it's like a it's like a minor league schedule. They treat it like minor league baseball. So I mean, I wake up in the morning, go lift, eat, do whatever I need to do, and I get to the field at three o'clock for BP, and I'm from the at the field from three to eleven, twelve o'clock, however long the game lasts. So it's like a full time job. Mm-hmm. Do you, do you have the same host family? The yeah, I did. Are you still in touch with those guys? I mean, yeah, I talked to them a relationship? Lot. Yeah. That's cool. That's cool. Yep. Tobacco farmers. Really? Yep. I bet uh, there's some stories there. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Um, let's see. Okay, so the next question I had on my list is, <clears throat> you know, last year's PSAC, PSAC season was cut short. I know you played, you know, Shepard plays a lot of those teams anyways, even when we were in the Mountain East. But are you looking forward to playing, like, a full PSAC schedule? I mean, obviously, yeah, you're going to have each trap, get that circle. But mm-hmm. are you looking forward to kind of playing that competition throughout the entire season? Yeah, I mean, I am I was really interested to see how we how we matched up and uh, things like that against teams last year. But, of course, couldn't see that. But this year, I think we've, we've gotten a lot better from, believe it or not, from over this quarantine and everything. A lot of players have come back in better shape and everything. So... I'm really interested to see what goes on this year, but yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be very tough, but I think it'll be fun. What are you uh, What are you guys expecting from the competition? I mean, I know COVID kind of you never really know who who's on what plane. Like you said, we came back stronger. Mm-hmm. Maybe some other teams didn't, but just generally speaking, from what you know from the teams in the conference, I mean, what are you guys expecting? Who's gonna be kind of the tough the tough ones? Who's gonna be you know teams that that maybe don't need as much prep? I mean, is there is there a breakdown like that? Yeah, I mean. Just the basic ones, Millersville, Westchester, I guess, is out. So they're normally, I mean, they were national champions, what, three years ago? Uh, Millersville's good. East Stroudsburg supposed to, was supposed to, like, they were projected to win the conference last year. They were top 25 at the beginning of the year, everything like that. Um, who else? Westchester, Millersville. There's another one. Uh, Shippensburg's normally, I mean, they're normally pretty good. They've got some good pitchers. But, yeah, I mean, those are some of the teams that we would expect to be uh, very pretty good. Sure. Com- competitive with, if mm-hmm. nothing else. Yeah. And uh, win them all to get rings and degrees. I feel like we haven't had a rings and degrees reference in a minute. So nah, man. we got to fit it in there. We, we keep telling all of our guests on here that all we want is hardware. We yeah. just want rings and, and degrees. That's all we want. <laughs> got to fill up that trophy case out there. Yeah, yeah we got some open spots. We, we could fill them in. For sure. So what's been your favorite, um, like, Shepherd memory? Like, maybe a favorite win that, that you guys have had or, um, like, a favorite memory with the guys or the coaches, something like that? 
I would say my favorite memory, although we didn't win, was the going to the MEC tournament. We stayed at like the Glade Springs uh, Resort, and it's super nice. And it's just really, it's really, it's a business trip, but it's really fun to just be with your team for like a week and everything, and get away from everything, and you're just playing baseball, and there's no school anymore. Like, yeah. I'd say that's it was pretty fun. You're all in that big house yeah, together. This, yeah. When I, when I went. So the last time you guys played there, I was there. I remember Matt and Pat took me through the house, and like it was, it was actually awesome. Like every everywhere I looked, there would be like three beds because yeah. it fit all you guys in the mm-hmm. one big thing. I was like, how was a guy sleeping right there? Yeah. You know, but yeah, I could see how that'd be cool. Just so you know, you guys, if I remember right, y'all had like video games hooked up, yeah. and food, and just mm-hmm. yeah, kind of like a little getaway trip, but a business trip, like you said. Mm-hmm. Glade Springs was interesting. Yeah. Cool. So, do you have any like? Any pregame rituals? Anything that you like? Anything you do before a game that kind of gets you ready? So I'm kind of like the opposite of almost every baseball player. I don't really have any like superstitions or anything. Like I just, I really just get out there, stretch like two hours before, just like any basic player. Like it, I'm just, it's not cool or anything. It's not flashy. I just, it's what I do. It's kind of refreshing. Yeah, yeah, I don't listen to like a certain song or anything like that. <laughs> but you like music, right? I do like music. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! <laughs> Carlos, I didn't think oh, Carlos man. could take two in a row of people who are like, I don't really like listening to music. I know, Catherine said she didn't like music. She told she? us, she was like, I don't really like music. Like, what? I was like, <laughs> who are you? That's crazy. She's a robot. That's cool, though, in a way that... So you're not the guy who like has to step out of the box in between each pitch, no. get his gloves all tightened up again. Well, I do do that, but that's just a slow pitcher down. But before, before in terms of before a game, I'm just like every like I just get out there, stretch like two two and a half hours before. I stretch for a long time. Yeah, exercise science, man. You know, yeah. you know what you need. Yeah, you get your body back. This season, I'm gonna sit in the press box. I'm gonna only watch you. And I'm gonna say <laughs> I'm gonna find something that Jared does. Yeah, you do it. You won't find one thing that I do the same every day. I love that. That's <laughs> awesome. Okay. So, um, careers, Shepherd career is winding down. Mm-hmm. What kind of next steps? I mean, um, I guess what's kind of the dream, or, or what do you want to do next? Well, my dream is to be drafted in the MLB, and that's what I'm working for this year. But if that doesn't happen, then. Uh, there are other outlets I may look at to play professional baseball, like some independent leagues or something like that. But sure. again, like wanting wanting to become a phys ed or a health teacher is kind of where I'm at right now. Getting a teaching certification, possibly a master's. But um, I guess I do have another year of eligibility after this. True. I forgot about that mm-hmm. because of COVID. So yeah, I guess I would have another year here next year. You got some. Sounds like you have. You know, the options are before you. It yeah, just kind of depends on what doors open yeah. and, and which which don't. Have you ever thought about being a coach one day? Like, has that ever come into the back of your mind? Yeah, or? that's an, that's another thing about being a teacher is I could coach high school baseball or something like that. I mean, I would prefer being like a college coach, but that's right. that's kind of something you have to get into like really quick. Sure. So. Yeah, you gotta you gotta get that grad assistant shit yeah, and get, get into some, it. Yeah, get some connections or something like that. So I mean, maybe if connections come along, like you Never said, done. doors doors always open. So yeah. yeah, it's gotta be kind of refreshing. To some people, it'd be maddening, but it sounds to you it's kind of refreshing to be like, okay, 
I know how the board is kind of set up in front of me. Mm-hmm. Now it just kind of depends on what pieces start to fall mm-hmm. right. or, or where I go. And um, obviously you have your, your overall goal and overall dream that you're striving for. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it sounds to me like no matter what happens, you got you got something in mind. Yeah. So that's cool. It's yeah. always good, man. So it's good. It's good. You weren't like that at all? No, I wasn't. It was uh, like after my couple internships, I just... Uh, went out into workforce for a couple years yeah. did something that you know I didn't really like for a couple years but it was fine and then I ended up uh, getting this job here as a GA and because um, I like I said I've always known that I wanted to be in athletics mm-hmm. just didn't know where yeah. and you know this kind of just fell into my lap sort of and then you know I'm just kind of taking this and yeah kind of the same thing I, I have my plans and We'll see what happens from here, but funny how that works, man. Yeah, things will fall into your lap. It's weird. Yeah. Awesome. Well, I think that kind of sums up the questions that we had. Just to again give people kind of a snapshot of you and and um, you know kind of how you got here and, and what COVID was like and kind of what you want to do with your life and stuff. So thanks for taking a second to do that. Um, now what I want to do is go to kind of another little segment. We call it this or that. And it's basically another way for, for, again, for people to get to know you and for us to get to know you a little bit. And uh, what I'm going to do is I'm just going to give you a couple scenarios, like would you rather have this or that? And then you just kind of say, man, I'd rather do this for this reason. You ready? Yeah. All right. So text or call? Text. Why? Uh, Well, I don't really get on my phone that much. So (laughs) I rarely have my phone around me, so I never answer calls. So I'm usually replying to texts like an hour later or something. I just like, I always forget to look at my phone. So I just don't, I just kind of like throw it into the couch and then just do something else, watch TV. Like I have this in case I need it. Yeah. But if you need me, good luck. It's just if I happen to look. Yeah. (laughs) I feel like I can, I can get behind that. I feel like I'm a text guy too. Yeah, I definitely am. I like the occasional FaceTime just to spice yeah. things up. If I, I maybe FaceTime would have been like, I would have picked FaceTime if it was like. Yeah, I think it also for me it also FaceTime. depends on what I need, right? So if it's yeah. like my mom, text is fine. But if I need if I needed something from you, sometimes it's easier for me to give you a call. Be like, Jeremy, this is what I need, and this is why. I mean, some conversations you just need to actually talk out. Right. We'll see if FaceTime was an option. That I use FaceTime more because. So, like, say I want to play Call of Duty with my friends. Like, I'll call them on FaceTime so I can see what they're doing to make sure they're about to get uh, on. <laughs> there you go. That's yeah. some next level thinking right yeah. there. You got to keep track of your guys. Yeah. Hey, uh, you want to play Call of Duty? No, I can't. My mom's in town. Prove it. FaceTime me. Yeah, exactly. Ooh. Yep. Okay. Um, summer or winter? Summer, for sure. Because you can play ball? Yeah. I, I don't like cold weather. Neither do I, man. At all. So you don't do any, like, winter sports, like outdoor stuff? No. In the winter, you're inside playing Call of Duty? Yeah. Or MLB? (laughs) Okay, hey, that's that's fine. You're You're a summer guy, too? Oh, yeah. I can't stand the cold, man. Can't stand it. I mean, the cold can be... I would rather be... This is going off of that, but I think I would rather be hot than cold. Yeah, I would, too. Right? So if you believe that, then you probably would choose summer over winter. I would imagine. I told okay. you, man. I'm good for one snow. That's it. Like the first snow is like pretty cool. Yeah, I play some football on the snow or yeah. something. Mm-hmm. I can get behind that. After, after that, after that, yeah, one snow a year. After that, I'm just like, nah, I get yeah, this. it's annoying after that. Okay, cool. Rap music or rock music? Mm, that's a tough one. I would probably say rap. Okay, but it's really close. I don't know. That one's a, that's tough. So of the two, you're choosing rap. If you had a 
Is there another genre that Con- you like? Country over is country? country's my favorite, but okay. I listen to rap and rock probably equally. Okay. okay. What about you? No, I don't have to ask you. You're a rap guy. Come on. I looked at you and I was like, this is a dumb question. But see, I, I do listen to everything. Like, Yeah, I'm the same way. I listen to so many different types of music. I can't listen to the same thing all the time. Is, That's uh, the is, whole point of it. Is Coach McCarty, is he all, like, does he care what you guys listen to? Or is he, like, just whatever you guys want? He's, he's for the most part, pretty much whatever we want. I mean, obviously, there are some songs that kind of, like, get out of hand they're just not like appropriate for <laughs> that's Carlos's genre get out of hand <laughs> oh my god I know what's, this what's, uh, what's coach listen to he's gotta be a country guy like, right yeah he's country yeah, yeah, okay. he listens to yeah. Country. cause he's always going to country concerts and stuff when, oh, when him and I talk yeah. okay the re- so the school I came from their coaches were like in all their pl- the baseball coaches were in the, their players business about music yeah. cause he's like I don't want to hear a single uh, cuss word or anything like that mm-hmm. and so like and I'm talking like not stadium music I'm talking like their like personal music so yeah. I was always curious if all coaches are like that it yeah. sounds like it was just that guy okay rap but country would be over both yeah right? okay um Netflix or YouTube YouTube really yeah interesting well yeah YouTube definitely YouTube I have some some, some subscriptions that I really like to follow on YouTube so like what uh Flair Fishing I don't know if you've ever heard of him mm-hmm. he's like a farmer and uh He's a fisherman, so he's pretty outdoorsman. Pretty so cool. you like hunting fish too? I used to hunt a lot more when I was like younger, but as I got older, I stopped. Like I didn't really have that much time. Right. So I'm gonna. I do like hunting though. Like I will do it when I uh, have time when I'm older and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, I fish every once in a while. I'm not huge on fishing, but I like it. I don't hate it when I go. Like I love going. It's just an, another thing of having time to do it. Yeah, true. Too busy, man. Yeah. You got too many things going on. Yeah. I'd rather golf than fish. So, like, normally when there's days that I can, like, fish, I would golf. Yes, sir. Right. Right. It makes sense. Man, I need to get back out on the course. Speaking Sounds of. like you guys got to go hit up tea time sometime. Sundays, you know that's when he goes. You're probably a lot better than I am. But, <laughs> yeah, I'm not that. I'm, I'm okay. I, I can play really good or really bad. Like, okay. There's never really an in-between. No matter what, I just have a good time. That's what it's all about. Yeah, me too. <laughs> Go have a good time. Yeah. Well, uh, that kind of wraps up the this or that. Um, you know, as always, for the listeners out there, um, you can find us on Apple, Spotify, Anchor, Google. Um, also, you can find our episodes on our official Twitter, SU Rams Official, and our Facebook page, SU Ram Nation Official. Yeah, you can find us anywhere. Whatever you guys listen to, if you're a Spotify person, just... Hop on there, search Beyond the Horns, and you will find our page. Give us a rating, yeah, comment, rating. whatever you want to do. We want to know what we're doing right, what we're doing wrong. So, uh, But, Jared, man, thanks again for taking some time to come out here. Any last words, Any anything you want to plug, shout out to Ram Nation while you got the floor? <laughs> shout out to uh, Matt McCarty. That's all I want to say. I want to ask why, but I also don't. So we're just going to leave it. Shout <laughs> no, out to Matt McCarty. Okay. <laughs> all right. So, Andy, what's uh, what's the preview for the next episode? Yeah, so next episode we are going to bring Chip Ransom back onto the show, and we're going to do some uh, preview recap of the winter and spring sports. So we're going to go back in time a little bit to last year and talk about um, basketball, softball, lacrosse, baseball, you know, all our winter and spring sports. Um, and kind of recap kind of what happened last year. Um, obviously not a lot because as you just heard, you know, baseball made it 18 games in. But we're going to just talk about um, kind of, you know, how they were looking last year before they were cut. And then also preview into this coming year 
um, and, and what we're expecting there. So it should be a, a pretty comprehensive episode, but a good one. Looking forward to it, man. Well, I um, want to say thank you to all the listeners out there for tuning in to Episode 8, and we will see you guys next time. See you.